Now, it's time for Modern Money Donuts with Stephen Hale and Gabrielle Bond. Hello, I'm Stephen Hale, and with my colleague Gabrielle Bond, I would like to welcome you to the third series of Modern Money Donuts. Modern Money Donuts is a show about modern monetary theory and ecological economics made on the land of the Ghana people in Adelaide, South Australia. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and recognise this land was never ceded. This series includes a number of interviews with students on a programme which merges together MMT and ecological economics. And we'd like to start with a short video where someone you might recognise talks about why this is important. This, uh, this, this merging together of MMT, where I have spent the better part of the last 25 years of my professional life, and ecological economics, which is new to me, um, but not new to many of you, to Phil and to Stephen and, and to the many experts that you're going to bring in to build out this program. So let me start with just some words on MMT, right? Because, uh, and it has to be in a sense fairly superficial because we don't have very much time. But MMT will teach students who enter this program about the economy, not some hypothetical, stylized, imaginary version of an economy, um, but the economy as it actually exists in the real world. And you might think, well, isn't that what everyone does when they take an economics course? And it might surprise you to learn that, that it is not at all what is taught in conventional economics programs. And so it is really important that we teach economics in a way that wrestles with all of the complexities and nuances that are glossed over in traditional programs. And we wrap our arms around these things because it's very difficult to try to think about how to do economic policy if you don't actually have a good understanding of the economy and how it works. And so that's the first thing. MMT does put a lot of attention on the monetary system. It teaches us about you know, money, how to think about money, not just um, private money, like what commercial banks and other financial institutions create, but also this thing that we can call public money. You know, what is it? Where does it come from? How can we operationalize it? How can we use it to our collective benefit, right? To serving the public interest. So uh, it's about the monetary system. It teaches us how to understand the mechanics of government finance, how to think about things like taxes and government deficits and borrowing and the limits on government spending. And so in some sense, you can think of MMT like a user manual, right? You buy a car, it comes with a user manual. You look through the first few pages and there are, there are diagrams and buttons and labels and it tells you, you know, where where the brake is and where the accelerator is and where the windshield wipers are. And so you kind of learn the landscape. It gives you a user manual so that you understand how the vehicle operates, but it doesn't come with a roadmap that tells you where you need to go, right? So MMT shows us in a sense what is possible 
using macro policy, fiscal, monetary policy, regulatory levers and other things, but it doesn't tell you precisely how to drive the car. And this is where I think the ecological economics come, becomes very important because economists you know, should stay in their lane. I'm using a lot of car <laughs> metaphors here, but we are not climate scientists. Most of us are not environmental economists, some are. Most aren't ecological economists, some are, but by and large, most of us had just, you know, training as macro theorists. So here we are understanding that the monetary system for many countries, those that operate, you'll learn later, with a sovereign currency can do things that they often don't think they can do to improve economic outcomes, social outcomes, life, right, well-being, uh, because they're afraid to use the tools because they don't really know how they work. And ecological economists and ecological economics comes in and tells us, well, you also have to think carefully about how you use those tools, right? Just because you can pull levers and understand how they work you also have to bear in mind the planetary boundaries and other limits and constraints. So it's not enough just to say there isn't a revenue constraint or a budget constraint as conventionally understood. There are these other limits that are important too. And this is where the two of us can really learn from one another and what I think uh, is so important about this program. That's the wonderful Stephanie Kelton. <laughs> With a guest appearance with uh, with our friend Con Michilakis for about two seconds. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think Stephanie does a brilliant job of, uh, of explaining how important it is to think about MMT alongside of ecological economics. And that's what we're going to be talking about a lot in this series of Modern Money Donuts with some of our wonderful students from the Torrens University and Modern Money Lab uh, online um, postgraduate courses. Yeah, you're about to talk to someone else who does a wonderful job actually of talking about MMT, aren't Indeed. You? Yeah, that's right. And so in this first episode of our third series, um, we are going to be chatting to Jeff Epstein, who is um, a very well-known person and um, leader in the MMT community. So I'm going to bring in Jeff to the stream now. Hello, Jeff. Hi, guys. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Fantastic. Yes, we can. I'm just going to put Modern Money Donuts to the side there so we can <laughs> see it. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Jeff, today. Um, it's great to be back. And uh, hopefully, hello to our, to our listeners and our listeners um, post-live broadcast. Really appreciate your support. Um, uh, yeah, we're thrilled to be talking to Jeff today. Um, we, Jeff's, um, as I said, he's very, very well known in the MMT community. He has his own podcast, which we'll hear a little bit about today. Um, he's also an educator and a campaigner. And Jeff is a fantastic singer. And so we have that in common too. Some of you might have heard Jeff and I talk about music before, and we'd like to sort of revisit that conversation a little bit today. Yeah, you don't have that in common with me. I'm not a fantastic singer, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jeff, um, I'd really like to hear a little bit about, um, well, I guess what inspired you to, well, how you got into MMT for a start and what inspired you about um, working with Bernie Sanders' campaign. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for doing this series and for having me on. Um, so February 2nd 
is the day uh, which was will be my fifth year anniversary of discovering MMT, um, which was introduced to me by Jeff Ginter. Um, so before before Bernie, I really I never voted. I never did. I mean, I voted, but I just voted Democrat because that's what my you know I was told to do. Um, then I discovered Bernie and I got extremely into him. Uh, and then basically he just says we should have all of these things healthcare, education, so on, Green New Deal, and so on. And so to, over the next two years, I started asking the question, well, if he says that we should and we always should have, then why don't we? And the answer was, you know, ec false economics, which MMT reveals. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So because Bernie had Stephanie Kelton and then AOC and so on, I think, you know, all of these things kind of came together to be a coincidence of, uh, you know, I ended up talking with Jeff and then he said, you really need to understand how the economy works. And uh, that's how I got into MMT. Excellent. And do you feel like um, it's really changed your thinking about uh, economics and politics in a big way? Or were you sort of, um, uh, it wasn't too much of an adjustment? I think the MMT understanding really does change people's views. Did you find that? It's, I know that I'm being lied to and how I'm being lied to. And it's like, you know, I, I, that is, is comforting in a way. I, I know I'm being deceived. I, I, the, a lot of people don't know that they're being deceived and I do, and I can see exactly how, and that's, that's very helpful. You know, that's all that's that you have to know what the problem is to be able to address that problem. And I feel like that that's what it has given me is that I'm very clear on what, the problem is, and I don't, I know that I can't stand up to the deception by myself necessarily, but it really is comforting to know that, you know, I really understand it. I'm not, I'm not being duped by it. And I'm interested to hear about, about what activism means to you, because I love that you, you're, um, you've uh, called your podcast Activist MMT. I think activism takes so many different forms. I mean, I call myself an activist as well. I, I probably would say that I'm a climate activist, first and foremost, and an activist for human rights and sustainable pro prosperity as well. Um, so I, I'm really keen to hear about that because I would have thought that um, doing a podcast is a form of activism to me. Um, but do you see it more as education? I, well, activist MMT is, is first, it does mean activism, but it actually is more of a play. It's half and half a play on the MMT community. Lay people are mm. called activists. Mm. So that's kind of a play on that. It's for lay people. Um, yeah. I, I see myself as wanting to advise, wanting to, you know, wanting to advise activists, wanting to advise candidates, wanting to, that that's the role that I want to play a little bit less of, of frontline, which a lot of people, mm. like, I'm very grateful. There's people like you that, yeah, that, that yeah. do want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I like talking. I have, I think I have a, a good handful of episodes with people who do more hardcore activism. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think um, both sides are really, really important, like you said. And um, so how did you start doing your podcast and what inspired you to do that? Uh, the 2019 conference, I, uh, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm learning the basics, uh, or at least in 2019, I was really learning the basics. And I saw uh, Sam, Sam Levy had just put out his uh, uh, War Treasury paper. And so I saw that as an excuse to, uh, to read that paper, not understand pretty much any of it, but to use it as an excuse to ask him really basic questions, basically learning how to read. So that yeah. later I can yeah. read how to read to learn. Um, so my first yeah. episode was with Sam Levy, but I didn't have a podcast at the time. And so I asked mm -hmm. Adam Rice, I asked this Christian, Christian Riley, would you consider, you know, releasing this as an episode? I feel like it's appropriate. And, you know, they both were, were very, uh, you know, were willing to do that. But then Adam Rice was like, consider doing it yourself. And he just released a new podcast today, uh, MMT based podcast, um, or at least a couple of days ago. And so he gave me some technical advice on how to get started. And I just decided that would be my first episode. Um, so that paper was an excuse to ask Sam the basics. Yeah. And my just yeah. released episode was the same kind of thing. We were assigned a, a paper in Torrens uh, that had a lot of math that I just could not get my head around. And so I used that as an excuse to talk with Sam again for my first video episode to understand the math in that paper and and uh, just watch Stephen's a more formal, you know, introduction to that same topic as well. Well, right, um, you were taking on, I mean, you've gone in talking about the paper, which is a paper by Wynne Godley, uh, 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 who um, predates modern monetary theory, but you can actually regard as one of the founders of mm. modern monetary theory, really. And Mark Lavoie, who is, in my opinion, um, he's a post-Keynesian economist, in my opinion, the greatest living economic theoretician. Um, the model that you looked at with Sam, it's an incredibly insightful model. It more or less um, identifies all the flaws with the Eurozone that would be going, going to become obvious a few years after they wrote the paper mm. in advance in a, in, a, in a relatively simple, you might say, mathematical model, but I think it's got over 100 equations in. And Just about jumping... It's like taking a 16-year-old and putting them behind uh, a Formula One racing car, getting, uh, <laughs> looking at that model. So the one that I just talked through, and this isn't available to everyone because it's just the, the, um, Jeff and his fellow students, uh, was, was, uh, was a, a very, very simple introduction to the technique that you discussed in a very sophisticated paper with Sam. Um, uh, uh, so it, it was a little bit different. I was starting you off with, uh, oh, I don't know, what's, uh, what's the, a basic, uh, uh, very low power uh, mm -hmm. a car that you might drive in the US. I wasn't starting you off with a Formula One. Uh, mm -hmm. You go into the Formula One one later. But uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great thing, a, a great thing to do. And if anyone who's uh, listening to this, you've never heard of Wynne Godley, um, find out about him. Um, there's a, a, a paper that you can Google in the, uh, an article in the London Review of Books in 1992 called Maastricht and all that, where when identified what was wrong with the Eurozone currency area, um, when the politicians that, uh, were, that eventually um, uh, um, brought about the launch of that area first uh, were first discussing what was to go into the Maastricht Treaty to bring it about seven years before the euro was actually launched yeah, that was and, that go on Jeff that was that was a very insightful article that was uh, that article was very impactful and and uh, with this with this um, with this model uh, of this paper that we were assigned was 
you know, it, it, I couldn't get the paper, but it resulted in uh, a really the, the conversation with Sam. You know, it, it, like yours was a more it, it, it's not a, a a step by step formal introduction, but I feel like it's just a very it's an alternative entrance into that kind of thing. And uh, I'm very happy how it turned out. And it wasn't even supposed to be an episode. It was just supposed to be a 20 minute private conversation. And he just yeah. was just so generous. Oh, it's terrific. Um, what, what we try to do in the course is get you so you can actually put those models together yourself. Um, uh, but uh, it, you can't jump straight to God in the world. But you're, Sam is fantastic, and your discussion with Sam was uh, very insightful. Um, uh, it, it, uh, you really need to concentrate because there are a lot of equations in yes. that model, and it's quite a sophisticated piece of work. Yes. Yeah, anyway, back, back, to, back to Gabby. Well, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm going to finish my answer uh, regarding the podcast, which is, yeah. so it, it started off as, in addition to learning to read, it started off as basically asking all of my guests, academics and laypersons alike, how, what was your thinking before MMT? How did you discover it? And what, how did it change your thinking? And I pretty much have done that with almost everybody to this day, even though it's kind of changed at this point. So it kind of was like an anthropological in a way, which was reinforced when I was introduced to a book by Fred Lee called The History of Heterodox Economics, which Nathan Tankus recommended that I read. And I only read the first half, but it completely changed me. And it was, it, it reinforced that this history of the people, this community history, not the academic topics, history, the history of the academic topics, but the history of the people um, is really important. Um, and that's kind of, I think it's fair to say that's a kind of a unique thing that, that, that I've been doing. Um, and then it turned to, it turned to that. I really felt the urgency to go back to school. And I knew that I couldn't because of loans, because of family, because of a home, because of kids. And so it kind of gradually changed into like many of my episodes becoming what I would consider a major assignment. And I, you know, with John Harvey, I read three books including his book. And I read, and I did some interviews before him to prepare for him. And then uh, my episode was coming out this Sunday, part one with this Sunday with Scott Fallweiler was a paper assigned on our course. And I really studied that paper like more than, than I needed to in preparation to talk with Scott. And it's just awesome. I just, you know, I, I, I really, I have really enjoyed that. And now that Torrance has come along, it's kind of changed in a way because now I can actually go back to school. So that's, that's pretty extraordinary. And so I've slowed my podcast from once a week to once mm. a month so that I yeah. really want to keep it going, but I really want to obviously focus on my studies. Yeah, that's a tricky balancing act. And I think what you've done is uh, a brilliant kind of solution because it would, um, I know there's lots of listeners out there that um, are hanging out for, you know, your new episodes and the, the things that you're able to bring into those from the course as well. It's a great crossover. Um, I think it might be time for a very short um, uh, mention of where people might be able to find out about these things. If you're, if you're hearing this show for the very first time and you're wondering um, what it is that we, we are talking about, Jeff, would you like to give a quick? Um... This is this is my first course of Torrens right here. <laughs> um, I, I was just um, going to suggest perhaps you could tell people where to look up your podcast. Um, activist MMT on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on Apple, you know, to iTunes or whatever it is. Um, uh, but pretty much activist MMT on Twitter is kind of where I'm most active in Facebook. Uh, Facebook as well. Um, yeah. I always post them there, and it's on. Uh, 
all the normal podcast platforms mm -hmm. as well. Activist MMT. Fantastic. And with the hashtag right there. Yes, yes, uh, yes, very good. Um, and with the Torrance University course, the, um, the place to look that up, uh, you can go to the Modern Money Lab website, which is www.modernmoneylab.com or one word, .org.au. And what, what was nice about what Jeff was just saying is that actually John Harvey is teaching one of the subjects. So Jeff, can you can interview John again when you've been his student, maybe later on. And I'm, Scott I'm... Fulwala also. Mm -hmm. um, Fred Lee, sadly, is not, uh, is not with us anymore. But Eric Dean, who um, worked with Fred and was a student of Fred, is, is teaching one of the subjects mm. too. So it, it, it's terrific to to um to uh have these these links we should add that um jeff we haven't mentioned this yet jeff uh creates the audio version of this podcast as well doesn't i it? do all yes. so if you follow my podcast you will hear all all two seasons so far and this one and every all cup coming of the audio of this one yes thank you yeah, and I might mention also that it's very nicely um, produced audio. It's it's we've had comments about that that it that it's um, better than like just listening to it off YouTube. So nice quality. Great. Um, so thank you very much for doing that, Jeff. It really does help. It helps get our word out for people who prefer the audio format, and um, lots of people do. Um, so yeah, that's really terrific. We've had some great cross promotions uh, and cross collaborations. I'm thinking of your um, interview that you did with Robert Hockett recently as well. So that was um, a, gr a great pleasure for me to be a part of that. And um, that was also connected with our course uh, in a sort of more slightly more of a tangent. But yeah, that's another one to look out for. Yeah, Rob. Robert was generous to to allow yeah. our students to ask him questions live, which was yeah. on, on a paper that we had our first assignment on uh, in the course, which was really that was a really cool experience. Yeah, we've been definitely. very lucky. Jeff organised that, but we've been very lucky with uh, um, our superstars dipping in as well. So we've had Fidel um, help us out in our course, and Stephanie, of course, who people just saw, um, and we've had a couple of lectures from Steve King. Too, one of which was about the economics of climate change. And uh, Jeff may not be aware of this yet, but the first assessment he's going to do this trimester is related to Steve King's work on, mm. on climate change. And Steve, okay. like us, it tries to straddle ecological economics and uh, modern monetary theory, amongst other amongst other things. So, uh, another, If you're not aware of Steve King's work, anyone listening to this, then there's lots of Steve. On, on the net on various uh, um, podcasts and uh, he has done a lot of very important work but perhaps the most important work is to point out the extraordinarily misleading and actually very very dangerous um, and very poor work on climate change that mainstream or neoclassical uh, economists have produced down the years, including one person who won a prize often known as the Nobel Prize, William Nordhaus, in 2018, for um, creating a model which suggested that the optimal level of global warming is four degrees over the pre-industrial level. When we have friends who are uh, Earth system scientists and they'll tell you that uh, um, the Earth really couldn't support more than about a billion people if we had that degree of global yeah. warming, it would be utterly catastrophic. And the transition between almost 10 billion or 8 billion now down mm -hmm. to 1 billion over the course of 70 years, that's not yeah. going to be a smooth process. 
Well, it wouldn't be a smooth process. Fortunately, uh, we're already hopefully seeing enough policy changes so that four degrees is not going to happen. But um, as, as Steve and his colleagues have pointed out, it's very important that even two degrees of course. Um, doesn't happen. And that's one of the things which uh, uh, Jeff is, uh, is, is uh, going to um, engage with this trimester. Our um, lecture from Steve King on that course is actually public. It's publicly available on YouTube. If people want to look up Steve King and uh, the neoclassical economics of climate change, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, you and know, I too, think... Uh, uh, just very briefly, in 2018, when I met you in person for the first time, Stephen, uh, you were the person that that made me realize that global warming, the depth of global warming. That's that, very that nice of you to say that, Jeff, because I, I in the, a few years ago, and it's great to see MMT and ecological economics coming together, like Stephanie was saying. When we used to talk about this sometimes at MMT conferences, people used to give us a hard time sometimes, not you. Um, but that doesn't happen anymore. I think everybody is begin everybody is, has understood or is beginning to understand that we can't just ignore ecological issues. As Stephanie was saying, MMT gives us the user manual as far as the economy and policy is concerned, but we need a direction. And that direction has got to include, amongst other things, social justice, but it's got to include climate justice um, too. Uh, otherwise, nothing else matters, really. Yeah, and, and I think that now we've kind of circled back to where, where activism and economics uh, converge. And um, thank you for that, Stephen, because um, I think, you know, Steve Keane would describe himself probably as an activist as well as being an economist. He's always out there trying to explain to people um, the urgency of the situation, and that, that is really the activist's role, I think. And Fidel and, and yeah. Stephanie and so many other people in MMT That's as well, and, and Jeff. And, yeah. you know, that what Jeff was saying about um, lay people, I, I, you know, don't, I, I, don't, I think you can almost belittle yourself. Uh, we, you shouldn't be doing that. We're, we are all learning. I don't buy into this MMT priesthood thing. Absolutely everyone is learning. Nobody knows everything. Um, uh, and uh, and that includes the people who are the most prominent economists of all, as far as modern monetary theory. We're always learning over time how to navigate um, our way through the complex system that's the economy and which is uh, embedded in our biosphere. And I, I, I think, Jeff, you are well on the way, if you want to use the term lay people, you're well on the way to not being one of the lay people anymore Good. because of the expertise you already have. Well, that's yeah. true. Um, we are getting close to the end of our half hour, but we haven't actually talked about what I was really hoping to touch on today, which is Jeff and I have a shared connection through um, being uh, involved in music in our, as our kind of, um, uh, well, uh, I trained as a musician. Jeff is a very fine singer and guitarist. Um, I don't do a lot of music anymore, but um, Jeff, um, you've been doing quite a bit of music lately and I wonder if you could just talk to us briefly about the role of music in your life and how it sustains you and what, um, um, what you like to do with your free time, such as it is. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, you and I have a great interview where we just talk about music. We don't talk about MMT at all. The second half is about MMT um, and that, that's a lot of fun. Um, 
And so you're a classically trained violist. I'm a classically trained singer. And my life outside of MMT is music. I mean, I kind of made that decision that the way that I live, setting aside survival, the, my way of living is MMT. And then, and then outside of that is music because I think to some extent, Gabby, you'll agree with me, is that we are into MMT and activism, not totally because we want to learn MMT and, and be an activist. I mean, yes, it's very interesting and it's satisfying, but we want a world that is stable enough in which we can play music. That's the point of this. And if those on top cared about the truth of how things work and cared because they cared about all people, then how much would we be into MMT and activism? I don't know the answer to that. Probably we'd be spending mm -hmm. a lot more time doing mm -hmm. music. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I so think that's, I, that's really profound, actually. And I, I need to keep... Keep remembering that because sometimes, you know, activism can can take over your entire life and maybe that's appropriate sometimes, but you've also got to have uh, what we call uh, regenerate, regen or regen time. Um, we need to take ourselves out of the heat of that moment and feeling like we're on the front lines and having to kind of absorb people's um uh, you know, the pushback that comes when you do activism in a, in a way that challenges people. And here I'm talking about like nonviolent civil disobedience type action. We've been doing quite a bit of that in Adelaide recently and we've mm -hmm. just entered a period of regen and restoration where we don't need to do that kind of action at least for a little while. We take, our, take ourselves purposely out of that and give ourselves a break so that we've got the energy for the next time. Um, and... Um, I think this is where I, can, I feel a bit, a bit more freedom to go back to music and think about music and listen to music and um, enjoy those, those parts of my life as well. So Yes, we're going to go, we're going, we're going to finish off with some music, aren't we? But just before we do, I would just like to say Gabby is always overly, what's the word, uh, overly modest about her achievements. She's a brilliant uh, 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 a viola player and and uh, appears a, at least a couple of times a year in an orchestra in Melbourne uh, and you can hear Gabby's playing on Jeff's uh, uh, podcast and and be mm, uh, uh, very wow. impressed when you do. Wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to listen to um, some music from Jeff, aren't we, Gabby? We do. Well, we can, do. Can, I, can I tell? Yeah, please. I'd just like you to say something about the, the little clip that we're going to play. Well, okay. So so, so the, the clip that you're going to play is is a very – is a represents a milestone in my singing, and that is you know, Barry Manilow. Uh, he is strong, and he starts off strong and goes stronger, and I don't have that. I, I My instrument I, – I, I'm – more delicate or whatever. I have a lighter voice. And so when I recorded that song for the first time, for some reason, I just decided to just be incredibly soft at the beginning, very delicate. And for some reason, that just changed everything about my singing, not with just the song, but basically it was like, you know, be more delicate, open my lower end of my less powerful end, which gives you more room to move. And that really has changed my singing like overall and so my the the video comes from my birthday party which was in november and i had a music birthday party at a karaoke place where i gave like a four song concert and i and i was also hired for a uh singing telegram uh, a few weeks after that which the, the client fell through the, at the last minute but i was hired for it and 
those two things completely set me off back into like diving into music. And so now I'm going to write open mics regularly. And just a, a couple hours ago, I gave my wife a, a 40 minute concert to practice for tomorrow night. Um, and so, you know, she thinks I'm a good singer. So, <laughs> so you are, you're a great singer, Jeff. And um, you've done a song about MMT as well, which people can mm. go and look up and we don't have time to talk about that today because it's great fun. But I do want to finish with, um, with uh, a little video that you sent us of um, your your yourself singing "Weekend in New New England," which is really um, lovely. And um, I, I, before we go today, um, just wanted to let you know that our next episode we have um, a, a student from Australia, uh, Nathan McMillan, will be joining us. Nathan is active in the labor movement, and it'll be good to talk to him about Australian politics and. Uh, workers' rights and all of that that sort of stuff as well, and as well as what he's learning in our course at Torrens. But yeah, let's um, thank you so much, Jeff. It's always such a great pleasure talking with you. Um, and yeah, I hope everybody enjoys um, our special musical treat at the end of this first episode, series three. Thank Modern you, guys. I, I will see you. I will see you in see you uh, again uh, soon. About in a month. Tomorrow morning, in fact. Tomorrow morning, probably. We have I'll, a student catch online. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> All right. So bye, guys. We'll Thank you. you real bye. soon. Bye. Bye. bye Thank you. Thanks, everyone.